0: Hello, and welcome back to It Gets Better. I'm your host, Lindsay Adkinson. Today's episode is all about mindfulness, controlling, or kind of understanding your own mind and what mindfulness practices have helped me. Now, you may be thinking, mindfulness, that this sounds boring, why do I care about this? Because when you see mindfulness marketed, marketed? When you see mindfulness marketed, it does sound kind of boring. It's like, I don't wanna meditate. I don't want to sit here and breathe. No, thanks. I'm going to watch Netflix. But I'm telling you, mindfulness changed my life. I didn't realize for so long that my mind controlled my entire reality, all of my beliefs, um, the way I manifest, the way I act, the way I work towards my dreams, the people I'm around. Everything is controlled by my mind And it can completely change if you understand how to control your mind. So I googled what is mindfulness. It said mindfulness is the basic human ability to be fully present, aware of where we are and what we're doing, and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. Mindfulness is a quality that every human being already possesses. It's not something you have to conjure up, you just have to learn how to access it. That I really like. So let's talk a little bit about what I was like before mindfulness and you might relate to a lot of this currently maybe in your past either one is fine for the longest time my mind really got the best of me and kind of ruined my life okay that might be a little dramatic but my mind did run my life no I don't I don't okay ruin my life that that is dramatic okay but it did it did run my life it did make me feel like my life was ruined because of the lens. I was viewing life through, which is controlled by my mind. For example, I always thought everyone was always mad at me, out to get me, hated me, conspiring against me so that I would fail I just had this fear and this worry that every everyone even my friends I always had this fear that as soon as I left hanging out with everyone I was like oh my gosh what all did I say wrong was I horrible to them do they hate me did I say this incorrectly are they mad at me do they secretly want to ruin my life why did I think like that because my mind was rooted in fear and it's almost in a way that it wants to protect you so I've learned that If your mind is in a place that you don't want it to be, it doesn't mean you should be upset with yourself. Don't shame yourself for it. It's honestly your mind trying to protect you. If you went through something bad in your past, which we've all gone through things, every single person has gone through something and everything is relative. So even if you, maybe you think, oh, well, I didn't go through something as bad as so-and-so. That doesn't matter because your mind only knows what you've been through and what you've been through has been tough on you. So your mind tries to form itself to think, okay, well, maybe... Jessica went through really bad bullying growing up, so now I'm gonna be afraid that everyone else is out to bully her, and I'm gonna try and protect her by giving her these negative thoughts about her friends. That way, I can protect her from having to go through being bullied again and maybe protect her from feeling very sad. That is your mind trying to protect you. But in, while your mind is trying to protect you, often it can be running the show in a really negative way that is actually harming you it's like okay thank you mind i appreciate you trying to protect me but i can take it from here but that, that definitely wasn't how I was. I also was always worried about what everyone thought about me 24-7. Like, I could not even focus on the tasks I was doing. I couldn't focus on my life, on my dreams, on my goals, because all I cared about was what everyone thought about me. You know, being a content creator, I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone hates me. Everyone thinks my job is stupid. Instead of just focusing on what do I want to do with my job? What do I want to post? Am I po- po- posting with purpose? Am I creating content that I'm proud of? Instead of doing stuff that made me happy, I was living in this place of like, okay, my life is posted online. How can I make sure that people are viewing something that they like to watch and that they find find interesting? Instead of telling myself and realizing I don't have forever, like I have one life, how can I live to make myself happy? How can I live to make myself proud? But I was so worried about every little detail not upsetting someone else or you know being taken the wrong way that I couldn't really live my own life I also really didn't like myself I had zero self-love I was always overthinking um, a lot of extreme anxiety there's a time when I became so anxious that I was too afraid to drive even though I'd been driving a car my whole not my whole life but since I had gotten my license and then one day I just stopped being able to drive I was so anxious I became afraid to go outside You're, you might remember this there was a time in around it was like 2019, early 2020, when I realized okay, I'd had enough. Um, and I was tired of the fact that all, everyone was having to pick me up. I was too afraid to drive my car. I didn't leave my house. I didn't walk outside anymore. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I am letting my fear in my mind control everything I do. I was not living because of my mind. I was so afraid to do anything. And I had to look at myself and realize do i one day want to look back and be like I never left my house, I never had any experiences because of my anxiety? I had this realization the other day. I was writing in I have a, one of the 5-minute journals and it asked So at the beginning of the day, I had woken up very anxious because I still have anxious days. It's just something I'm learning to deal with now. I woke up very anxious and I wrote down all of the things I had been anxious about just to just get it out of my head. And at the end of the day, none of those things had happened. None of them had happened. And I realized I had a horrible day. Even though my day was actually great. When I wrote down what actually happened with my day, it was a wonderful day. But because I had all these anxious thoughts about what could have happened and what I didn't want to happen and silly little things like that, I had a horrible day. And I realized anxiety ruins a perfectly good day. And if any of the things I had been anxious about had even happened, they wouldn't have been as bad as the anxious thought. My mind went so overboard on trying to protect me from silly little things that I ruined a perfectly good day. I was so unaware of my thoughts before I learned mindfulness that I I didn't even remember a lot of my life. Now that can also be caused by trauma. I know for a fact that there are times and periods of my younger life that I don't remember because of trauma. I think it's like a survival technique or a survival tactic. My therapist talked to me about this a long time ago and it's apparently pretty common to not remember periods of your life that were ex- like excessively traumatic for your brain to handle. But there are also times that I should have remembered, but I was in my head so much thinking about the past or thinking about the future that I didn't even, I don't even remember the present moment there are days when Noah will be like from a few years ago. Oh, do you remember when we did this? Like when we laid out in California at the beach and we watched this happen or the seagulls go by and it was such a beautiful day. And I'm like, no, I don't. Like I know I was there, but all I was doing on that day was thinking of what I was going to do with my job and how to continue my job and how to have a good career and being anxious about the future of my job. Or I was straight stressed about my past and what I said to so-and-so if so-and-so was mad at me or, you know, if my mom was okay. I was always living in the past or the future and by doing so, I missed so much of the present. I was actually living more of my life in my head than in the real world and that is such a sad thing to realize. To realize that I missed out on so much of my life because I didn't understand how to be mindful. I didn't understand that you actually can control your thoughts. Those thoughts that keep you up at night, the mean ones when you are literally so hurtful to yourself, that's not always you. It can be your ego. I learned that there's the ego versus like the higher self and the intuition and like your true self. A lot of our thoughts come from other people from outside sources we are sponges think about a sponge how it's filled up with all this water sometimes we have to wring ourselves out to get all that dirty water out that's from everyone around us and fill ourselves up with fresh water meaning your mind might be like super bogged down from all the opinions and thoughts from so many people around you or just from things that your mind kind of made up and you kind of need like a mental reset or a mental cleanse to get that stuff out of there because we have our ego which our ego is kind of like our fear-based self our anxious-based self our past-based self and I used to think our ego was something really bad now I realize no our ego it, it can't, obviously it can hurt our lives, but it also is just a part of you that is trying to keep you safe. It wants to keep you comfortable. It wants to make sure that you're surviving, but we have to let our ego know that it's not helping, it's hurting. It might have helped us at some point, maybe in your childhood or your, you know, your teenager days, maybe then your ego helped you survive, but a lot of those survival tactics and techniques that our brain came up with, we don't need them anymore. And now we need to learn how to rely on our higher selves and our intuition to guide us to the abundant, beautiful life that we deserve, the present moment that we might be missing out on. And I used to think that if I let go of my ego, that it would just be so tough and then I would be, you know, how would I survive without these anxious thoughts? When you have the anxious thoughts, you feel like you need them. You almost want to think about them, like your brain almost gets used to them and you get comfortable with it. I've seen people talk about this before, like if you grew up in a bad situation, sometimes you miss some of the chaos. So I was also afraid that my mind would miss that chaos, but no, once you learn how to clear your mind out, you realize how beautiful it is to just be able to be in the present moment, to hear a negative thought and realize, is this me or is this my ego? Is this a fear-based thought or a real thought? Is this anxiety or is this me? And you can kind of start to separate your thoughts. And you also learn how to not shame or judge your thoughts because if you have a negative thought and then you shame it, it just makes it even worse. But if you have a negative thought and you've learned how to just let them go, oh, it goes by so quickly and you can move on to the next thing. You can learn how to just let your thoughts go for a bit and just be where you are. And then your mind can become this powerful tool that can you can use to view a more abundant, powerful lens, basically. So subconscious bias is a thing where they say that your subconscious wants to show you the reality that your brain believes exists. So if you're always very negative and pessimistic and anxious, your subconscious will look for those things in your life to match the thoughts you're having because it wants you to be right we talked about this a little bit in the last episode you can start learning how to activate your higher self and your intuition you can start to train your subconscious to look for the the positive things the abundant things the things that you want into your life this doesn't mean that once you learn how to have be mindful that you won't have bad days there will always be bad moments bad thoughts but you'll learn how to coexist with them and realize that you, I guess that's just that you'll learn how to coexist with them, in a way. There's this quote from The Power of Now that says, To the ego, the present moment hardly exists. Only past and future are considered important. It is always concerned with keeping the past alive. Whoa. Think about it. Your ego just wants to keep the past alive. Only the past and future are considered important. The present moment hardly exists, which is why you don't want to live from your ego self. You don't want to look back and realize you spent 20 years thinking about something that happened in high school or in college or worrying what people thought about you so much that you weren't even aware of what was going around uh, around with you. Going on around you. Sorry, my words got a little jumbled. And when you live from your ego, you often also live on autopilot. I definitely lived on autopilot. I was so upset with where my life was headed and I had no control over it. I actually had all control over it, but I felt as if I had no control over it. It's kind of like my, I just kept doing things and wondering why I was getting the same results over and over, but I had no intention and no control over changing my actions and my habits because I was so focused on the past or the future that I wasn't able to take control over the actions I was taking. My actions were on autopilot. I wasn't putting intentions behind them. I wasn't thinking about my actions. I was just living. So I realized I wanted control over my thoughts because I didn't want to continue to live on this autopilot setting and have no idea of what I was doing in my life. I wanted to take intentional steps every day towards a new life, towards a life I was very happy with and proud of. I wanted to look in the mirror and be like, oh my gosh, I had such an amazing day. I didn't let my anxiety control it. So the first thing I started with was meditation because I'd heard about meditation for so long. And I have to say that it was so hard at first and I did not understand how anyone enjoyed meditation. And it really just showed me how negative my mind was and it made me so anxious to meditate but I took a class once at it was called Unplug. It was in California. And the meditation teacher was David G. And he's like a big meditation teacher. He's worked with Ariana Grande. And I, I did not know this. This was a free meditation class they were doing at Unplug when the studio opened that I signed up for. Noah and I went, one of our friends, Tim, actually told us about the class, and I had no idea who he was at the time. But going to his class after weeks of trying to meditate at home and having horrible results, honestly, and not feeling good about it, it really helped me continue because he explained that the point of meditation isn't to have zero thoughts. It is learning how to take the thought and put it away. It is learning how to separate your real thoughts from thoughts that are anxious thoughts or fearful thoughts. And he explained that having all that anxiety and stuff is so normal and meditation over time will teach you how to control it. And that meditation class with David G., oh my gosh, it was everything I needed. I was so in tune with my body and my breath and I was so present. I don't even really know what changed maybe it was because it was a guided meditation I was trying like just those on your own meditations before and during the meditation I just started sobbing it was like my body just released so much that I had been holding on to and I didn't realize that I needed to release it was such a beautiful moment honestly I opened my eyes and my face was just covered in tears and I felt so present and so calm and so almost at peace You guys, I'm not even kidding. I've been trying to record, and I had to pause for a good 30... 30. (laughs) I give up. I've been trying to record for like 30 minutes, and it's like there's this cruise ship that's honking, Um, and then there's just been cars honking. I don't understand. Everyone is just going at it today. Um, So I paused. Even though I wasn't sure if you guys could hear it, it's so hard to concentrate on what I'm thinking. Like, my thoughts were just like, what? I can't even... I couldn't focus. so I just took a little bit of a break. I filled up my Stanley cup with a ton of water and we're going to keep going. I honestly need to listen to where I was at so that I don't, you know, just start over. Okay. So I will say after that meditation, it really taught me that your mind can change. The mind that you have right now That doesn't mean that's the mindset you have to live with for the rest of your life. And sometimes that is so hard to comprehend because we think the way we think is correct. If you think that manifestation isn't real, then that is how you are going to see life. Even though someone else can be so convinced that it is real, but we also don't realize our mind can change our mind can change. Your mind is so powerful and can convince you of anything. And I realized after that meditation, I wanted my mind to convince me that I'm loved, good enough, worthy. You know, I didn't, I don't want to even care about other people's opinions. I used to think I wanted my mind to like realize that most people aren't thinking of me. No, I don't even want to care what people think. I just want to live from my state of being. I want to live from my intuition and my higher self and be proud of myself at the end of the day. And that's it. And that's the cool thing with mindfulness is you get to a point where it doesn't matter what other people think about you because you are so in control of your thoughts. People could dislike you. They could hate you. And you're like, well, I love me. So that's okay. And you deserve to get to a place like that where you are in control of your thoughts and your mindset. It doesn't mean you'll never, you know, have conflicts or anything, but it doesn't control the rest of your day. I'm like, okay, maybe I had a conflict with someone and now I can con- can continue on and also I'm not perfect at this I still need to work on it I've gotten to a place the past few months where I've really been slacking on my mindfulness and unfortunately it's kind of like a muscle that I need to build back up again and I need to get back to it so maybe this will also be a reminder to myself that as soon as this episode is done I'm gonna meditate but I decided to read the power of now. I looked up like best ways to become more in control of your mind and your mindset and be more present and be aware of, you know, what's going on. I wanna I wanna be with people and hear them laugh. I want to feel the laughter that's coming out of me. I want to feel Gratitude for the moment that I'm in. I want to smell the flowers around me. I want to taste the food I'm eating. I want to watch a movie and actually hear and see what's going on, on and not be thinking and scrolling on my phone. I want to be aware of what I'm taking in, and I wanted to just learn how to be so present with my life. And everyone on online and everyone, I think I actually was super sold by it. Super sold from uh, Oprah's podcast, Super Soul, um, and she had talked about the Power of Now book and. I had to read it. I actually need to go back and read it again because it has been a really long time and it was such a good book. It was actually a really hard book to get through at first. And I think if I was to go through it again, I would do it as an audio book because it is very repetitive but it has a purpose to it and by the end you feel really liberated and it kind of just clicks with you that all we have is the, the, the very moment we are in right now. One of the quotes from the book is the present moment holds the key to liberation, but you cannot find the present moment as long as you are in your mind. We can't think about how to be present. We can't think about how to get out of our mindset. We just have to be Another, there's a few other quotes I saved from The Power of Now that I really loved. One being, the past gives you an identity and the future holds the promise of salvation, of fulfillment in whatever form. Both are illusions. Meaning, we look at our past to make us feel we look at our past and think about our past and think about who we think we are, about what formed us. We also think about our future all the time because we're thinking about the good stuff that's going to come. We're, we're visualizing our future. We're seeing our future. But really all we have is right now. The future and the past are illusions. All we have is this very moment. Now, I still love thinking about the future. I love visualization. I think visualization is a little bit different than obsessing in your mind all day, like subconsciously. I think visualization is more of actually a meditation to think about your future, but you get what I'm saying. Like Thinking about your past all day, for me, I would think about my past and I really think it's because I did, it says the past gives you an, ident- an identity, I think And I've had friends tell me this and it really stung at first, but it was kind of one of those tough love moments I needed to hear that I think I would think and talk about my past so much because I identified with my trauma. And one of my friends had to tell me that, Lindsay, the longer that you sit and think 24 seven about your past, you are just telling your inner self that is your identity, that your trauma is you, that that's all you are. Instead of figuring out who you are now in this present moment, you're just telling yourself that that's you, that you're, you are your trauma. And that like broke something that I needed to be broken. Like a, there must've been like a window or a mirror that I needed to shatter through to see the other side that, oh my gosh, yes, this is stuff that happened to me and it, it was a big part of my life, but who am I now? I don't want to live in my past, in my trauma. I want to create something new. I want to I want to live in this abundance that I've created and be here with it without just feeling obsessed with my past and the future. I was always thinking about my future and how to be more successful and how to do bigger things. And eventually I realized like, I just want to enjoy what I have. I just want to love my life. And it's so great. It is so great to have goals and dreams and, you know, know what you want to work towards. That's not what I'm saying. I, obviously have goals and dreams, but what's the point of always working towards something and never actually enjoying where you're at? If you're always working towards new goals and you never stop to enjoy when you get to each step along the way, what is the point? If you're never content with your life, you're always going to feel this sense of like miserability Because you're always going to want more. And it's okay to want more things, but if we're not enjoying what we have along the way, then what's the point of wanting more if we're not enjoying it? What's the point of needing new things if they're not bringing you any happiness and any fulfillment? A few other quotes. um, It says, your life situation, this is a good one. Your life situation may be full of problems. Most lives are. But find out if you have a problem at this very moment not tomorrow, not in 10 minutes, but now. Do you have a problem now? When you are full of problems, there is no room for anything new to enter, no room for a solution. So whenever you can, create some room, create some space, so you find the life underneath your life situation. So good. And it's true. When we're so obsessed with our problems, it's kind of hard to create a solution for it. There are people in my life that I've had to realize that I will try and show them solutions to their problems, especially people in my family, over and over and over. But until they want to find the solution, I can't force them. You know when you hear someone always talking about a problem and you're like, oh my gosh, there are so many ways to fix this. If you stop focusing on the problem, you could solve it. We are like that all the time and we don't even realize it. If you're constantly in your head and thinking about your problems, it is almost impossible to see the solution because you are attracting more problems. If you think about the problem, the problems coming in. When you think about the solution, the solution will come in. Your mind knows the answers to a lot of things, but if you're not asking it the right questions, you're going to get the wrong answers. If you're asking your brain to think about the problem, it's going to bring you more about the problem. If you're asking your mind to help you look for solutions, you're going to find more solutions. And the final quote that I liked from The Power of Now is to suddenly see that you are or have been attached to your pain can be quite a shocking realization. The moment you realize this, you have broken the attachment. I think that's exactly what I was saying when my friend told me that I was telling my inner self that all I was was my trauma. I was attached to my pain. I was attached to my trauma because I felt like it was who I was. And it almost hurt to break that attachment, but I needed to. I needed to realize that, yes, these things happened. Yes, these things happened to you, but you are also who you are in this, in this present moment. You create can create so much newness at any given moment once we learn that we are not our past. It is something that happened to us, but it is not you in this very moment. You can decide who you are in each given moment. So a few of my favorite mindfulness practices, Uh, the first one would be meditation. And I know that sucks if you don't want to meditate, but even start with just one minute. I definitely did not start with a 20 minute meditation. There's no way. Start with one minute, five minutes. Find a good guided meditation on YouTube. There are so many and start there and you can find meditations catered to anything you can do a meditation for anxiety a meditation for being present meditations for gratitude meditations for loving your body meditations for manifesting meditations for abundance med- 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 meditations for attract you know attracting goodness into your life into your life for whatever you can go onto youtube and type meditation for blank and i promise you you will find it Yoga is another really amazing way to practice mindfulness. I challenged myself to do Yoga with Adrienne's 30-Day Yoga Challenge this year because I've wanted to do yoga for so long, and I couldn't figure out for so long why I couldn't keep up with it. And I realized it was because it was making me so present that it was stressing me out because I was having to come to terms with how much I was in my head. In doing her 30-Day Yoga program, I will say in the end I realized yoga isn't my favorite physical activity i which is fine everyone has different physical activities they enjoy but i love it for the fact of how present it makes me be i become so in tune with my body sometimes i cry by the end and it's like this big release and i have a lot of appreciation and respect for yoga and i think it's a really beautiful way to practice mindfulness Next is intentional living, something I want to make an entire episode about, and I'm very passionate about intentional living. When we live on autopilot, we have no idea why we are doing the things we do, and we also don't understand why we are getting the same results over and over. When you put an intention behind something, it gives every single thing you do a purpose. You can put intentions behind the way you dress, behind the way you get ready in the morning, behind the way you move your body, behind the way you eat, with the people you hang out with, with the work you do, with the TV shows you watch, with the anything you do you can set an intention behind so if you ask yourself how do i want to feel today before you get dressed and you say i actually want to feel really cozy then putting on that cozy outfit or your pajamas gives it a whole new purpose and meaning versus versus just wearing cozy pajamas that you slept in the day before feeling horrible And then going to a job interview and being like, oh, I wish I felt more confident. So if you ask yourself, how do you want to feel today? And you say confident, you know, okay, today's not the day for cozy pajamas. Today's the day for something that makes me feel confident, whatever that may be. When you start to set an intention behind your actions, you are not living on autopilot and you are teaching your brain that you have control behind the things you do Um, And it helps you create more purpose in your everyday life. Another thing is creating new patterns, things you have to be present for. When you have the same routine over and over and over, once you've built a great routine and you're like really good at meditating and moving your body and doing whatever you want to do, obviously, you know, I'm sure you're doing, you don't want to change it. But if you have the same pattern and it's not giving you the results you want, try and change up your routine. Create new patterns. Do things in a different order than you used to. Try something new Because then you have to be present for what you're doing. If you do the same things over and over, your brain just kind of knows how to do it and you're not putting any intention behind it. You're just moving. You know, start doing more activities that are new to you or just doing things in a different order in a new way. That way you have to be present for them. And of course, do more of the activities that you notice make you more present. Maybe that's working out, a certain physical activity. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's reading, meditation, going on walks. Whatever it is that helps you be more present in your daily life, do more of that. But honestly, I will say the number one thing is meditation. I think meditation for me was the quickest way to have control over my thoughts and it really did change my life it took some time but it was so worth it and if I could just teach everyone to do one thing I think it would be to meditate every single time I am meditating like consistently that is always when I notice the best things happening in my life i was so consistent with meditating when we got we figured out we were moving to new york when we figured out we were moving to la when my career is doing it my best when i found out about avalon those are always the times when i've been really consistent with keeping my mind mindful with being mindful with myself and, and something I want to mention is I always hear people making fun of the term just breathe you'll see that everywhere like oh I love when mindfulness uh, mindfulness creators say just breathe as if that's supposed to be some life-changing uh, information actually if you think about it in a different way it can be if you are so anxious and plagued by stress that you aren't even aware of your breath then sometimes breathing is the easiest thing and the quickest way to get yourself in the present moment. If you are focusing on feeling your breath come in and out, you are present. Now, yes, you can't focus on that 24-7, but it is a way to help you calm your mind if you're having a panic attack, if you're really stressed, if you're in a moment where you just can't get out of your mind. Sometimes just taking a second to focus on your breath, the most simple, easy, everyday task you're already doing can make a difference. So I understand when people are making fun of that, they think we're just saying breathe and all of your problems will go away. No, but by focusing on your breath, you can learn to focus on the present moment and focus on just being with yourself and being where you're at now. And that is a big step. Okay, I really hope this episode was helpful in some way. I feel bad because I did lose my train of thought multiple times. I think I paused recording four times in this episode each time for like 10 to 15 minutes. Some, the, first, the first time for like 20 to 30 minutes because of all the noise going on outside and it just kind of was hard to focus.